Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grace Talk, a podcast developed by Grace Temple Church Louisville to share godly devotionals and interviews to help save the lost and encourage the saved. Let's go down to our presenter and listen with an open heart and an open mind. Hello, everybody. We're so glad that you can join us for the 14th episode of Grace Talk. We count it a privilege and an honor to share this moment with you. My name is Elder Dwayne Derrick, and I am your presenter for this episode. So let's jump right on it, shall we? The topic I want to talk about is the lie. Let's go to Revelations 21, verses 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. When I read the scripture, I was wondering why did it mention all liars, but not all unbelieving or all sorcerers or all idolaters, but all liars was put there. But I believe it's because they're all liars. It comprised of so many different types of liars, from white lies to big lies to all kinds of things. So we had to make sure we cover the whole spectrum of liars, right? So when I look at the Greek word all there, it means it's the Greek word is passing, and it means all, the whole, every kind of, including all forms of. So kind of give you some type of context here. And then pseudocene is the um Greek word for liars, which is false, deceitful, lying, and untrue. So now when I look at that, I had to go back to the original lie, which was surprisingly the first sin, which is back in Genesis chapter 3. So let's read it, verses 1 through 6 in the God's Word translation. It says this, The snake was more clever than all the wild animals the Lord God had made. He asked the woman, Did God really say you must never eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? The woman answered the snake, we're allowed to eat the fruit from any tree in the garden, except the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, you must never eat or touch it. If you do, you will die. You certainly won't die, the snake told the woman. God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree had fruit that was good to eat, nice to look at, and desirable for making someone wise. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. The interesting thing is that the enemy is still deceiving us with the same tactics as before. Surely God will love everyone no matter who you choose to love or what you choose to do. If you want to marry a dog or a goat, God understands your heart. Is your body, so if your baby doesn't have any rights to live, so do whatever you want to do with it. It's survival of the fittest. God's understand. If you want to steal, if you want to kill, do what you need to do. God will understand in the end because he's going to forgive you anywhere. Not. Surely this is not what God has attended, but lies would drive people to believe other lies. So let's talk about it. Genesis 3, 1 and 6, verses 1. The snake was more clever than all the wild animals the Lord God had made. Now here is the misleading statement, which is statements that are factually correct, but intentionally misleading in context. He says to the woman, or asks the woman, did God really say you must never eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? Now, he knows the truth of what God has said, but now he's setting it up to create doubt like 
any tree. So the woman responsible is we're allowed to eat the fruit from any tree in the garden. Duh. Except the tree in the middle of the garden. God said you must never eat it or touch it. If you do, you will die. So this tree to them was like poisonous or something that's had a big X. We're not to go to that tree. We know what it smells. We know what it looks like. That's a big no-no. If you can imagine, that's a tree full of snow white uh, um, uh, poisonous apples. We're not going to do that because it's going to kill us. We already understand that. So then the devil comes back in with a lie of omission, which are uh, half-truths, lies that withhold relevant information to create a false impression. He says, you won't certainly die. God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, after he said this, her whole perception of the tree changes. Now, from this being something that was a big no, I never thought about it. I never had any desire to do it. Now the tree all of a sudden looks good to eat. It looks nice to look at. It's desirable. And if I eat it, it's going to make me more wise. So that desire to want something that she was not supposed to have happened because of the lie that the snake told her. And she ends up eating from the tree and giving it to her husband. And we know where the story goes from there. So let's talk about the other type of lies. Lies of commission are what we like to call bald face lie. It's when a person tells something that they know to be a lie. That just like you telling somebody that um, or telling a child that um, the chocolate is bad, but you're sitting up there eating it like it's such a beautiful thing. You're lying. You know chocolate ain't bad. You know it's good, right? So that's lies of commission. Um, white lies. They always say it's little white lies are just harmless lies, but let's not be deceived. Lies falsely perceived to be harmless and permissible to use to avoid hurting someone's feelings are to be polite. We should never be doing that. We should never participate in the little white lies because a lie is a lie in the end. Fabrications are outright false statements invented to deceive or manipulate, to fabricate. We can't do that either. Exaggerations is when the truth is stretched or embellished to make something seem more significant. A person who exaggerates often combines untruths and truths to seem impressive to other people. We see that even in testimony. So I remember I was at a, at a service one time and somebody um, said, you know, they overdosed on pills. Like they took uh, 15 pill bottles and then somebody had to set up. was like, well, I overdosed in, in 32 pills. Like it was a competition. We don't have to exaggerate. If you overdosed on one pill, be grateful it only took that one pill because somebody didn't make it from that past that one pill. But you did. So we don't need to lie and exaggerate just to make ourselves to seem more present to other people because it's going to cause us to miss the kingdom in the end. So just don't do it. The other two lies that they um, mentioned are bluffing. That's pretending to know or have something when one doesn't. And the other one is concealment, hiding our covering of facts or actions to prevent discovery. So we should not participate in any of these lies at all because this is under the spectrum of all liars. And we don't want to be found being any part of these type of liars. Now, interesting things is what motivate people to lie? There's four things I came across, and it could be many others, but four of the things that stood out was self-preservation uh, in order to keep you know yourself preserved. Uh, protecting others, you know, people concealing other people are gaining an advantage or avoiding consequences. So when you find yourself in any of these four things, understand that lies may be tempting to you. 
So make sure that you remain honest to yourself and also go to God, because sometimes when we find ourselves that we have to question our self-preservation or protecting others or gaining the advantage or avoiding consequences, we, tend, we seem to try to figure out the situation for ourselves without actually going to God about it. So if we go to God in the first place, it would avoid us having to lie about situations. Let's just be honest and go to God in the first place, right? Okay. The other thing is that once we look at this list of lies and we check it all, all the lists and make sure we're being honest with everybody, the thing that always troubles me, sometimes we're not honest with ourselves. When something is bothering you and you lie and say it's not, when you need help, but you say you don't, when you say you are delivered, when you really still struggling, that is an issue. If you even if you check out and you honest with everybody and you honest, but if you're not honest with yourself, you're causing yourself a disservice. Right. I remember watching a Netflix episode called Painkiller and episode around the main character. He was lying to his family about taking oxycodone and his life ended up in death because he wasn't honest about his addiction. He was trying to conceal it from everybody else, saying, no, I'm not doing it. I'm good. But he's taking pills every day throughout the day. And it's not good. Lying will cause you death. For the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Don't let lying be the cause of your death and missing out on the kingdom of God. No matter how big or no matter what the reason is, there should never be a reason to lie. Not to God, not to others, and especially not to yourself. So let's come out of this lying mentality. Let's not be a part of the all of the passing Sudan or the All Lies Coalition of Revelations 21 and 8. But be honest with others. Be honest with God and be honest with yourself. Be a part of the truth revolution as you prepare yourselves to meet the Savior when he comes back for round two. Until next time, Godspeed and God bless. This concludes our segment. We pray and hope that what you just heard blesses and encourages you. Please join us next time on Grace Talk. Until then, grace and peace.